0: You're
1: listening to a Mamma Mia podcast. This episode of 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life is made in partnership with Optus Business. Great business starts with yes. When you think of the word no, it's often negative, right? A lot of people will think that, but I'm going to change your mind about that today. And teach you that saying no at times can lead to more yeses in your life. Yes to healthy boundaries, yes to a clearer mindset, and yes to a balanced and fulfilling life. From Mamma Mia, welcome to 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life, the podcast that's here to make you more productive in just a few minutes. My name is Deborah Ho, I'm a viral productivity expert, and every week I'm going to be in your ears giving you the hacks you need to make your work lives easier, simpler, and overall Better. As people, we are conditioned to say yes in a work setting, whether you're trying to impress a boss or look like a team player. Saying yes to everything can seem like a good idea at the time, but it might not always be the best thing to do. So, how do you say no? When do you say no? And how can these nos turn into positive outcomes? First, let's talk about why it's important to say no and set boundaries. Saying no is really important. It means that you're being realistic. You're not promising anything that you may not be able to do. And you're letting the team know that you can't do it alone. Saying no means addressing something that maybe no one else is brave enough to point out and opens the opportunity for more problem solving. Remember, a no does not mean no end of discussion. In fact, see it as an invitation to think about more solutions. Grace Jennings-Edquist is a writer who, after spending most of her life trying to please those around her, found herself burnt out. This led her to write The Yes Woman, How to Reclaim Your Power by Finally Saying No.
0: I started to really look at my tendency to say yes to everything A few months after I had a baby and I found myself not only trying to be a perfectionistic people pleaser in the work realm and with my family and friends but also then as a mother and I think there's a lot of pressure these days to kind of be this picture-perfect Instagram mum as well as somehow have this career life. So I basically suffered a really bad burnout and severe anxiety And ended up checking myself into a perinatal mental health unit for a few days because I was just so exhausted from really trying to say yes to other people and look after their needs and please other people. And there was just no time left for myself. So that led me to start looking into whether this is kind of a phenomenon that affects more than just me. And as it turns out, it's a really gendered issue. So there's a lot of women who struggle to say no to demands from their boss, from their family, to their own kids, to, even unspoken societal expectations around how they should look or how clean their house should be. And I thought, look, I think someone needs to write about what is the gender connection here? Why are we feeling compelled to say yes to all these things? And how can we really take back some of that time, some of that energy and some of those resources that we pour into saying yes to other people and then find, you know, there's nothing left for ourselves. I think it's really important to say no and set boundaries to create space for the things that we actually need and want to say yes to, as cheesy as that might sound. So I think to create that space and even just to have some mental space to breathe, which is so important, I think we need to guard that a bit more zealously. And I think saying no is a way to do that. There are a few ways to say no in your professional life. And I think that one of the key ones is to realize that saying yes all the time actually undermines your success. I think there's a trap that a lot of us fall into that we think, particularly if we haven't earned our stripes yet, We have to say yes to everything someone in the office asks us to do and will somehow be recognised as these team players and automatically given a promotion. But that's not how it works. And in fact, the research shows that people who are particularly agreeable at work, which are yes women, they tend to have lower incomes and lower occupational status. For example, they receive fewer promotions. I suspect that partly this is because these people who say yes all the time are Multitasking all the time, so that makes us less efficient, less effective, and it stresses and damages the brain. So if you're running around like a headless truck, trying to do 18 admin tasks and doing all this busy work, but you're not actually making the time to prioritize your key work and your core work and the promotable work, then you'll notice that you know Mike from sales, who's really cutthroat about what he says yes to, is the one getting the promotions. And we and we sit by going, why didn't I get that? You become unexceptional or unremarkable if you're constantly saying yes to things, and I think. It can become the norm and you can get a little bit overlooked if you're kind of in the background saying yes to things and not claiming the credit. I think that that's a real risk and something that happens to a lot of women. One more thing I will say is about the idea of hope labour and hope labour is work that you do with the expectation of getting a promotion. An academic I interviewed was telling me about how she was doing a heap of mentorships and sitting on committees and peer review stuff and she'd been doing this for sort of 15 years waiting to get her promotion and she never got it. And she decided that she would just resign from Hope Labor because she's kind of realized that it was a whole bunch of women doing it in her department. And they weren't really getting the acknowledgement. And a lot of them weren't really asking as a result for the promotion. They were just waiting for someone to tap them on the shoulder. And I think sometimes we need to be a bit more proactive and focused in the way that we look at what we're saying no to. So one thing that can be useful when learning to say no in your professional life is to work out if it is time to say no. And I think some really good clues are You've already got a full work plate and you're asked to take on more. You're regularly being asked to take on work outside of your job description. If you're consistently working overtime to get your work done and you're starting to really resent the amount of attendance or input expected of you, or even if you just feel like you're not equipped to actually manage what's being asked of you, in that situation, it's completely reasonable and I think a really great idea to arrange a meeting with your boss. And the idea is you're letting them know that you're still an eager worker. You're not being lazy. You want to get it done. But under the current constraints, that's not possible. So there are certain phrases you can use. I really appreciate your faith in my ability to get things done. This is what's possible right now. Or you can present a couple of different options about how you could prioritize and ask for your guidance, kind of like a triage process. So you're kind of coming up with solutions and letting them choose rather than just flat out saying no with a bit of attitude. One other tip for saying no at work is learning to push back on clients, which can be difficult for people who They might have agreed on a set fee or scope of work, and then there's something called scope creep that happens when a client will then come back and say, can you just flesh that out and send me another page of this? And I think one way that Jane Jackson, the career coach I interviewed in this book, said to deal with that, which I thought was terrific, is literally set up a website and have a very clear rate set out on the website. And actually, you can make an auto-booking kind of function, depending on what kind of work you do. And then you can kind of refer them back without having to have the fight and the conversation. So you're redirecting to something that's rewritten down. It's non-confrontational and you look like a total professional.
1: Today, we're finishing the show with something to make your work life just that little bit better from our presenting partners, Optus Business. An important part of saying no is understanding how valuable your time is. And if you're finding you're wasting time on the Internet instead of taking time out, why not try Optus Pause? Optus Pause allows you to step away and take time out by pausing the internet on eligible Optus mobile and business Wi-Fi connections from your iOS and Android devices. You choose which devices and how long to pause them for. Spend your time wisely. To find out more, search Optus Pause. That's it for 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life this week. We'll see you again next week. The executive producer is Liz Ratliff and assistant producer is Emmeline Peterson. I'm Deb Ho, and I'll see you in the Mamma Mia app. This episode of 8 Minutes to Change Your Work Life was made in partnership with Optus Business. Great business starts with yes. Mamma Mia acknowledges the traditional owners of the land we have recorded this podcast on, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past and present, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander cultures.